0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, October 28th, 2019. I am your host Will Hunter and we are just one day away. Yes, one day away from the Michigan State basketball team kicking off their season with an exhibition game at the Breslin Center against Albion. It is on BTN Plus. I am extremely tempted to pay for a month subscription of BTN Plus just to watch some positive Michigan State athletics on my television. I am considering doing it. We will see. The jury is still out. I have to, maybe I can get like a free month. Or if someone out there works at BTN or knows someone at BTN or knows how I can maybe get my hands on this game for free, please uh, please let me know. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do that, make that request, but I just did. So we're going to go with it. Uh, yeah, a couple days till basketball season gets going, and for many uh of you listeners out there, many of the Michigan state green and white faithful, it cannot come soon enough. Michigan State gets absolutely handled by Penn State third straight loss, third straight embarrassing defeat, and it's probably. Uh, I I don't uh, you know, 2016 throws wrenches and things and makes it weird, but it it is one of the most down, if not the most down periods of the entire Mark D'Antonio era. Morale among the fan base is probably at its lowest just because it's been, you know, pushing into year two and now three of the last four years, whereas, you know, 2016 coming off that playoff season and... You know, it was we could shake it off as an anomaly, right? But this is not an anomaly. This is seemingly here to stay. Um, We're going to talk about the Penn State game today on today's show. We're going to talk about Michigan State football. Um, You know, just what went wrong. The the mood around Spartan City and the mood in the fan base. My thoughts on where everything sits right now as Michigan State sits four and four. uh, Just. Half or two thirds of the way through uh, the what can only be described as an incredibly disappointing and frustrating season. So we'll do that. That's the plan for today's show. Uh, we'll do a little bit more football throughout the week, but we're really going to do a ton of basketball. It is a bye week for Michigan State football, which is just the, their schedule. I mean, I'm not <laughs> not defending the football product. Their schedule has done them absolutely no favors. Um Really uh, compounding the many obvious issues they're having this season uh, is that schedule. So, bye week this week. So, we will do some football stuff. We will talk a little bit about it. We're going to do a bunch of basketball as well. Um, you know, especially after the exhibition game, we'll get our first look at some guys and just sort of, you know, it's going to be a blowout, but there's going to be some things to talk about. So, it's going to be a partially crappy, unfun week, but uh, important. Discussions that need to be had and then we'll have some fun with the basketball stuff as well Uh, Long-winded intro here a couple more things just really quick Um, I got a piece up at Spartanswire Spartanswire.usatoday.com That i'll get into some of my thoughts there, but it's really a summation of What happened saturday night? I was there was my it's my sort of game story slash column type thing um and you can read that at SpartansWire, Spartans today.com, And we've also got a bunch of basketball stuff up there as well. Season preview posts, one a day, every day during the work week uh, until, from now until when Michigan State tips off against Kentucky in the Champions Classic. Uh, last week we did uh, Team MVP, Most Improved Player, six Man. And today, up there right now, should be, if it's not already up, um, it will be very soon. Uh we've got uh Newcomer of the Year. So our picks for Newcomer of the Year, no surprise there, but still worth uh looking through for some of the analysis, if you will. So tons of basketball content going up at Spartans Wire as well. Alright, let's uh <laughs> let's talk about what happened Saturday night. Okay, so <sighs> <laughs> where does where to begin? Um I was sort of Thinking, how, what do I want to do? How do I want to approach this show? And I was like, alright, I got a couple things that I need to say, want to say. And I think just, uh, I'm going to, with a, a rough, loose outline of what I want to get out there for this show, just kind of wing it. We're just going to go for it. Um, not the typical, I got eight minutes on this, eight minutes on this, and eight minutes on this. We're just, I'm just going to talk. Um, so... It's hard for me to think of a moment or a series of moments worse than what we just went through in terms of on-field product for Michigan State football when you take into account the entirety of last season, the expectations going into this season, and what has transpired so far. I mentioned in the intro 2016, and to me, yeah... The that team was was worse than this team, <laughs> not just by record but actual play and ability. Um, but that was a transition year. We were coming. Michigan State was coming off the playoff and had just brought in this great recruiting class. And during the season, you know, you could see it was frustrating, but there was some ho- real hope in terms of young players and a lot of weird stuff happened that you know just you, you don't count on happening Michigan State got a lot of bad luck that season they were really a, a six and six football team that got some tough breaks and ended up three and nine and it was frustrating as hell um, but you know coming off that stretch you, you sort of like okay uh, it's a hiccup a bump in the road a total complete outlier anomaly We'll get over it and we'll move, you know, move on. And they won double digits next season. And and once they did that, you know, the the sting of 2016 was almost just completely thrown out the window. And uh, everything was really, you know, back on the tracks. They they won season, bounce back, back on the tracks, steady as she goes, competing for Big Ten titles for sure. You know, you win 10, you go 10 and 3 with like five seniors on the entire team. You're returning more talent than anybody in the country the next year. And there's still a, a boatload of talent after that. You know, you got two years lined up, got a chance to add another ring, get back to the playoff, and it's as if 2016 never happened. And I think that's what is the it's a good, it's a good starting point to lay out why it's been so frustrating. You know, Michigan State, since that 10-3 and season, is 11-10. and <laughs> <laughs> With massive expectations, bringing back a ton of talent, expectations of competing for a Big Ten championship, they've gone eleven and ten. They are twenty four and twenty two now since the the playoff season. Twenty four and twenty two. Uh, throw in the Alabama game; they're twenty four and twenty three in their last forty seven games. That is um almost unbelievable. It's incredibly frustrating, and even more frustrating is the way that it's happened and where it leaves us right now, because there were ways to search for answers after the 2016 season. There were options, there were rays of hope, like I said, young talent, seemingly Uh, a stable program that just went through a one-year thing, you know, that's, and that's before the off-season stuff happened, right, I'm talking just on-the-field product, Um, you know, even last season there were reasons to believe that the sky wasn't falling, Michigan State fielded uh, one of the best defenses in the country by (laughs) pretty much every metric, and had just in abundance of injuries, um, in huge spots, played a quarterback with a a hurt throwing shoulder, and it was easy to look at things and be like, okay, if the offense can just be merely competent, the defense brings nine starters back, they can be right back competing for double-digit wins again. And this all kind of picked up. This all starts with what... Transpired in the offseason and that is an unprecedented unbelievable unprofessional I would call it uh, especially at this level decision to not remove any coach from the 114th ranked offense in the country. Um, coming off of years where they went 114th in offense, 93rd in offense, and like 70-something in offense. Three straight years. Um, Not removing a single one of those coaches. Instead, opting to merely change job titles, change placards on the door, give a raise to one guy, and make a bet on friendship, make a bet, on loyalty, make a bet on continuity uh, and really do something that I I don't know if there's a precedent for. It's kind of unprecedented at this level with these expectations, with the money at stake, (laughs) with the just massive pressure, massive expectations to do something like that. And to set the table for where we're at right now, um, it was unbelievable, uh, terrible at the time. You know, you can go back and find the shows. I was not thrilled with it. I called it a high school move. Or or maybe I even said lower than that. I said high school teams don't even do this. Um, And it has paid the dividends that we see now. You get what you put in. You get what you pay for you make the bed, you got to lie in it. And that's where Michigan State football and Mark D'Antonio is right now. And we will continue on this little spree here in just a minute. But first, a word. This is hilarious (laughs) from Roman. Guys, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, you guys just brush it off or Say something like, oh, I lost my mojo, or you know I had a long day at work, or you know with excuses, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is now easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman complete an online visit today. To connect with a doctor and take care of it, just go to getroman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked for a free visit. One more time, getroman.com slash locked. Is there a Roman-type company for offensive coordinators or offenses? You know, I guess it's not. It's sort of It's embarrassing when other people. It, there's some parallels there. Erectile dysfunction in Michigan State's offense. You have trouble getting going. It's very frustrating. Um, excitement perhaps is an issue. Performance certainly an issue. Um, you don't love talking about it. When other people talk about it, you get super embarrassed and just want to fight them. There's a lot of parallels there. Is there a Roman for offenses, for college football offenses? If there is, please call me. I will put you on the show as a sponsor, a free sponsor. That's right. I don't even have that authority, but I will make you a free sponsor of this show if you have a company that is the Roman for offenses, helping... (laughs) I can't say that. (laughs) Uh, helping college offenses get the job done. We'll put it that way. Okay, let's uh, tweak back here and, and reset and continue on uh, this path. If you, if if you don't think, let me st- let me say this: there is nobody in the world of college football who is not fireable. I just want to say that um, Michigan State. Football uh, has revenue around $100 million. If you think that, uh, just name an industry, mechanics, I don't know, machinery. There's a machine company, a company that makes parts for different machines um, that is bringing in a revenue of $100 million. That is a big business. And if you think because that CEO took over when they were maybe down a little bit, And over a nice decade, got them from being middle of the pack in the machining company or industry to near the top with revenues uh, that are in excess of $100 million and everything's great. And then that CEO gets hammered every day on the job. That's not fair. D'Antonio doesn't get hammered on the job. Uh, Makes a bunch of incompetent decisions, makes a bunch of poor decisions, signs bad deals, doesn't hire good personnel, and things plummet and the... Company's stock tanks and whatever happens. If you think that person in charge is not going to be held accountable for that, um, you are you're wrong. And that's just kind of the reality of life, or what should be life in, in a meritocracy. But sometimes it doesn't always play out like that. Uh, put it this way: If Nick Saban over the next five years went seven and six, eight and five, eight and five, nine and four, seven and six, his Ass would be gone. Gone. Nick Saban, his standards are much higher at Alabama. The expectations are much higher. But if he consistently, for a four or five year stretch, comes in below and sometimes well below those expectations, he is done. Absolutely done done now there's not a chance in hell that happens because the talent bet and what they've built there is absolutely insane and i could coach the team and win 10 games every single year that's not to take away from Sabin. he gets all the credit in the world for building that um but he would absolutely be fired there have been times where people have called for nick saban's job not in the last couple of years but there when they lost to the cam newton auburn teams There was a little bit of pressure there. So if that guy at that job with that track record and those amount of wins and that salary can have any sort of job pressure put on him, have even the inkling of him being fired, the the chance of him being fired out there, then every single coach in the entire country can be fired. Now, it'll never happen at Michigan State. It'll absolutely, Mark D'Antonio will never get fired Unless um, something extreme happens in the form of a crime or something like something like that, where it is like, okay, yeah, (laughs) you got to fire that person. He just shot somebody on Shaw Lane Um, and it doesn't have to be that extreme of a crime, but just something like that. A huge scandal type thing. Um, Michigan State getting probation for recruiting violations or whatever you want to call it, something really extreme and unforeseen would be the only way that Mark D'Antonio would get fired. There's not a single person in the athletic department um, with a cachet to do that, to fire him, or the chutzpah, as I wrote in my uh, little game story column that you can read at SpartansWire, spartanswire.usatoday.com. So I don't want to hear from anybody that you can't fire Mark D'Antonio. I'm totally cool. If you're saying they'll never fire him, because I, I, they won't. Um, but if you come to me or come to anyone with the idea that Mark D'Antonio should never be fired because of what he has accomplished, save that. Save that noise. There is nobody who is above getting fired from their job for not doing their job well. Okay? Just flatline that there. So I, I'm really uh, tired of... Hearing that sentiment sentiment now i'm not on the fire mark d'antonio train um a because it's never going to happen and b because I think there's a better way to go about this if this was I don't know texas something like that then I might be on that train um, but things are a little bit different the way they are handled at michigan state um i'm on the team of I think Mark D'Antonio, uh, it's time to retire. I think he should. I've heard again rumors, just like everyone else says, that this is going to be the last year potentially. Again, I'm couching those, um, but I do think that you know th- this has run its course. Uh, what happened Saturday felt like the end uh, of the Mark D'Antonio era. Um, here's a couple things real quick I just want to throw out there. This season, Michigan State against unranked teams. Um, this was Saturday, so before Arizona State lost. Uh, 4-0 with an average margin of victory of 38-16. to Michigan State versus unranked teams. 0-4 with an average margin of defeat, 28-6. to uh, This is from Zach Swyacki. I'm sorry, Zach, Zach Swice on Twitter. Um, oh, Swisickie. There you go. He's got his pronunciation in his Twitter bio. Um, Michigan State has played and lost four games against top 25 teams in 49 offensive drives. They have ended in 27 punts, 11 turnovers, five missed field goals, three touchdowns, two end of half, one made field goal. <laughs> Those are just unfathomably, unfathomably bad. Um, And so this isn't just a reaction to the last three games. Um, It's kind of a reaction to almost the whole era. And I think you really do need to take into account everything that's happened and where Michigan State started, where they went to, and now where they're at. When Mark D'Antonio made the decision to not fire his friends and, and to not bring in a fresh perspective, to not go out and try to remedy this problem, he kind of made it his last stand to me um it, he was he was saying I'm, I'm i'm going out if i'm going out i'm going out with my guys said i'm either he, <laughs> that was the that was the the statement made i am going with my guys whether we're going up or whether we're going down i'm going with my guys and um, it's really funny that, and I wrote this too. It's just like the the whole pride comes before the fall thing um how it was such a rallying cry and such a thing for Michigan state to get behind someone who would finally stand up to Michigan, finally punch back at Michigan, call them out for arrogance and all the other things that drive Michigan State fans crazy. But that phrase, pride comes before the fall. And what it meant to this program, what it meant to D'Antonio's tenure, getting off to the start that it did, uh, and what has transpired since then, specifically in that rivalry game, and much more. But it's funny that pride um, is seemingly what is going to cause the fall for D'Antonio at Michigan State. Thinking that his guys, he had the answers. That the, the way to fix this problem was not by trying something different. It was by sticking to what is next to you, running it back, and just trying a, a few different things. It's thinking that there, there's not someone outside of that building that could potentially offer any sort of tangible benefit to the offensive side of the football. That is, to me, absolutely insane arrogance. And it's earned, it it was earned to a point, and when D'Antonio did that, I understood why he did that, and I understood why he thought that it would work out, that it was the right way to go. I don't agree with it, but I get where he's coming from. And he's got this massive track record to to back up being able to make that call. Um, But it still is just absolutely an arrogant thing to think. Uh, It was at the time. It is now. And (laughs) to call a reporter, question what he did um, after the Wisconsin game. Kind of backs that up. It's just. um, It it just sucks that. The stubbornness and. All the things that at times. Were beneficial to Michigan State were things that helped lay the foundation. It's like a cruel, cruel cosmic irony that that is going to be partially what undoes the whole damn thing. All right, let's pause right there. For a minute, we'll come back um, and just kind of keep rolling with that here um, in just a second. Good news Miles Bridges has recorded a career high in points for the Charlotte Hornets, had 23 points on 8 of 17 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3, and 5 of 5 from the free throw line. So a nice efficient night for Miles. Career high for him against the Lakers. Way to go, Miles. I don't even want to talk about football anymore, it's just so brutal, Um, and we haven't even talked about any of the specifics from the Penn State game, Um, the game plan was asinine, Um, Michigan State still asks so much of its quarterback, and yes, they have changed some things, and done some different blocking schemes, and they're running new plays, and they go a little faster, but when it is pouring rain for four straight hours and you keep asking your quarterback to make far hash out throws, when he's got a B-plus arm, like Brian's got a good arm, it's not the best, it's it's pretty solid, um, asking him to make some of the most difficult throws that he can make that are tough to do when it's dry out, and you ask him to do it when it's pouring rain, it's just insane to me, um... <laughs> I haven't done the full rewatch yet I'm sure I'll find plenty of things to complain about It's always like the most revealing thing is Going back and rewatching these games So I'm not looking forward to doing that But I'm looking forward to doing that But yeah, it was <laughs> Nothing's worse in college football than Getting your tail kicked in by James Franklin And then him just keeping his starters out there uh, Until the bitter end Because he's a hole And he does hole things Um I shouldn't say he's a bleephole. He coaches like a bleephole. He makes bleephole decisions as a coach. I don't know him personally. He could be a, seems like actually a a nice guy, Uh, could be a very good person who does wonderful things and is beloved by everybody that is in his inner circle. James Franklin coaches like a bleephole. And when he's able to just shove your face in it, (laughs) it's got to be just the most frustrating thing uh, in the world. So where do we go from here? Uh, Michigan State, 25 straight possessions, I think it was, that they didn't score. uh, Pummeled three straight games by the three best teams uh, in the conference, showing that they are not only not competitive for the the conference, but nowhere even on uh, the same playing field. Um, It's tough, but, you know, I think it's clearly time for a reset um whether whatever that means and i don't think d'antonio is going to fire the entire offensive staff and bring in a whole new staff because he's just at a point in his career where like he didn't do it last year because he he was just like he's 63 he's gonna retire soon probably he's kind of he's been here for a long time at a point where you know how much longer do you want to do this and when you start thinking like that like do I really want to bring in a whole new thing and potentially screw up what we built here yada 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 Um, and it was too it was too much for him to do that last year and so I think the chances are low that he does it this year Um, but he could and if he did if he fired everybody and brought in an entire new offensive staff um i would be inclined to see who it was brought in and then react from there and if it was uh seemingly uh you know good hires and there was some promise there um yeah then we can keep this thing rolling we can run it back so to speak um i just don't see that and so I think we're very soon going to be entering into a new era of Michigan state football. And as tough as it is to sort of deal with, I think it's the right thing to do. And it doesn't change D'Antonio's legacy. Like if he retired at the end of the season, we'll say his legacy is secured. You know, when the, the day he's done commission the statue, that's great. I'll, I'll dig the first hole. I'll break ground on the statue. I don't think you dig a hole for a statue. You know, put up whatever thing you want to do. Name something after him. Put up a plaque with his face on it. Whatever. It's it's The legacy is secured. The last four seasons puts a little bit of a damper on it, certainly. But uh, the legacy is not ruined by any stretch. Uh, that's secure. But I I, I think that's what's going to happen is is Michigan State football is going to be turning the page here soon. Um, and when you get to a point that they're at right now, when you come back from halftime against Penn State and there's 19 people in the stands, and yes, the rain played into that, but when they kick off against Illinois, there will be 48 people there to watch, and there will be 22 to watch them take on Maryland uh, at the end of November, on Senior Day, it's like the the fan base has gone from excitement to anger to apathy in pretty record time, and it just it just feels like the end, doesn't it? I don't know how you look at everything that's happened, where everything is at right now, and say this is fine. This is you know they'll fix it next year business as usual. It's it's good. They you know, they're going to get to a bowl game that's good enough. You know, unless you genuinely believe and think that Michigan State should be Iowa. You think Michigan State should be Northwestern. You think Michigan State should be Minnesota. You think Michigan State should be Indiana. If that is what you think of this program, and think they should be there. That's what they should be. Then I wholeheartedly disagree with you. But that's your prerogative. Then yeah I, I, that's fine I guess. If, if that's what you want. Run it back. Win 7 or 8 games every single year. Well 6 or 7 games every single year. And maybe get to 10 uh, occasionally. Um, but if you want to compete with Ohio State. If you want to beat Michigan. If you wanna beat Penn State, if you wanna beat Wisconsin, if you wanna beat Nebraska, if you wanna contend for the playoff, win Big Ten championships, then it's time to turn the page. And I, I I I don't see how there's any other option at this point. The the fix the the quick fix is not there. Michigan State is Bringing in a big recruiting class. It is the worst recruiting class Michigan State's had under D'Antonio. And as things are moving this season, it doesn't project to jump up into the top 30 or 25 or anything like that. It's more likely this class ends up somewhere in the high 40s. And, you know, that is just not the way to continue success in college football it just isn't gonna work um and it's 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 just bleak it's I don't know what else to say it just feels like the end um and if it is it was a great run it was awesome you you can never be taken away what was accomplished in those you know in the 13 years really all of it um but it just feels like it's it's coming to an end. Uh, everything does. Everything comes to an end, um, and this feels like the appropriate time for this to come to an end. All right, that's gonna do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. I think Sheehan will be on. We'll see. Um, I'm not sure if he's alive. Um, last I checked, he was pounding a fifth of Fireball and getting into a fist fight with every single Michigan State fan. That he saw in the streets. So we'll see if Matt is doing okay enough to come on the show tomorrow. And we'll uh, we'll probably actually, Matt and I will talk some basketball for sure. We'll do a little bit of football. We're definitely going to get excited about basketball season. Um, and yeah, we'll just continue on through the week here. This will be the saddest show we do. I'll bring in some, I think Steven Brooks might come on uh, maybe to talk about what's going on as well. Um, so we'll do some football, but we're definitely going to talk about basketball and, and start getting excited for Hopefully, some really good uh, Michigan State sports because we need it. <laughs> Hi, the hockey team got a split against Colorado College on the road. That's that's pretty nice. All right, thanks so much for listening to the show. Reminder to rate, review, and locked oh, rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Spartans wherever you get podcasts. Uh, head to SpartansWire.USA Today. Com for our, all of our basketball preview posts, and then I got a post up there as well, just about you know, what feels like the end of the D'Antonio era. So go check that out as well. All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.